This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of The Perilous Fight, Overcoming Our Culture's War on the American Family, written and narrated by retired neurosurgeon and politician Dr. Ben Carson. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. This is Pass the Mic. Hey folks, Dr. Jamar Tisby here for Pass the Mic. I'm wondering if any of our listeners have ever heard of a little show called The Wire. Maybe you remember a character named Avon Barksdale. Or maybe you're old school like me, you grew up in the 90s and you remember a film called Above the Rim. Or you saw the blockbuster film Remember the Titans. What do all these projects have in common? An actor named Wood Harris. That's right, we get to sit down and talk to Wood Harris, the actor, for Pass the Mic. Shout out to Eden Digital, and this is for the movie Creed 3. He's in the movie Creed 3, which is directed by and starring Michael B. Jordan. He plays the trainer and the corner man of Michael B. Jordan's character, Adonis Creed. So in this interview, we talk about all the things in just a brief amount of time. He talks to me about the craft of acting, the trajectory of his career, and how as an actor who's been in the game for decades, now he's sort of like a real-life corner man to other actors such as Michael B. Jordan and his co-star Jonathan Majors. So I'm super excited for you to listen to this. And I gotta say, you know, at the end, he gives me kind of a compliment for my interviewing skills. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just thought you'd want to listen for it. (laughs) I am certainly going to listen to that again and again whenever I need a boost or a pick-me-up. But I hope you enjoy this interview with Wood Harris about the movie Creed 3. Hey everybody, this is Tyler. This is Dr. Jamar Tisby. And we are excited that you're listening to this episode of Pass the Mic, but let me encourage you to support us. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash pass the mic. And for just $1 an episode. Just a dollar? Now that's the bare minimum. That's four quarters. But if you want to go higher, okay, 5, 10, higher. 15, that's 20, right. 25, whatever it is, that will keep this show going and keep the high quality that hopefully you enjoy. So thank you for listening, but you can take it to the next level. Patreon.com slash pass the mic we appreciate you hey 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 mr harris what's happening man jamar tisby i'm the co-host of the pass the mic podcast and a huge fan of your work thank you so much for taking the time oh no doubt no doubt no doubt good to hey, be here Wearing my Muhammad Ali Center shirt. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. So I'm 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 in the boxing mode. I see. I love it. I love it. That's hot too. I like that. I appreciate that, Doc. Listen, let's let's dive right in here. How did so this is this is this is Creed three. And mm-hmm. as you're as you're acting, as you're getting into character, how did making this movie compare to making the first two? So it, it really in terms of I'm thinking about, I imagine the relationships were closer, the characters were more familiar, but was, how was this maybe a different challenger experience than the first two films? Um, the first two films, well, the very first film was getting to know Ryan Coogler, who directed it, and just uh, his whole team, as well as working with Mike. But I had known Mike 
since Mike was, uh, I think, 15, 15 or 16, because Mike was on the wire. So uh, Mike was like, you know, part of my camp on the wire when he was 16. So I've known Mike basically his entire adult life. So fast forward to directing, and it's just like kind of surreal, you know. But it's great, though. It, it just was an awesome experience to um, to just really just be a part of it and support Mike, support Ryan, be in support of um, Creed, and just to be a part of it to to make it like manifest in the highest way that it can. If I any any input that I could give, you know, to to have it manifest in that best way that it can. So one, two, and three. One, I would say, was getting to know Ryan. Two, was really building on the character more for Duke, because Duke is a supporting character who basically kind of keeps the glue in at different areas throughout the film. And then three was working with Mike. And that was just astonishing. It's just astonishing. A massive full circle moment, I can imagine, for yeah. the both of you. Talking about your character, Lil Duke, uh, it's really an incredible life and richness that you bring to the role. And now that we've got three films, I mean, Creed is a bona fide stand on its own franchise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for a lot of roles, you're you're, you're doing the one film, you're done with that role and you move on to the next one. With this uh, role, you've come back now three times. Is it something that in between films, it's just like done? And then you pick it up for the next one, or is Little Duke and his story and the Creed movie is that always kind of running in the back of your mind? No, you know, as as an artist, you don't really hold on. You know, it's almost like you know, on the very last day of work, it's done. You know, <laughs> and especially somebody like me who's really off to the next thing. You know, and I have just have to put all the focus into each thing when I'm doing it. You know, and um, and. You, you you know this is the only franchise I have where it's uh, uh you'll see me you know in every episode or every uh every every movie right so I don't have any other films that I've sequeled like that uh, I don't think I don't think so no I don't think I have any other sequeled films so it's just I'm I'm having the entire experience you know like the entire artistic experience as an actor I'm working with I'm working with cats. <laughs> like I'm seeing their entire life become actors and then directors. I'm meeting, you know, everybody you could meet, you know, um, and I'm basically just one of them, you know. So to me, I'm I'm very um, supportive of the process. Um, each time is individually different, though. So mm-hmm. I don't hold on to anything when it's done. I just I keep it pushing. So the characters in the film, basically all the mains, a a, a lot of the drama of the stories across the three films is their evolution as characters. When it comes to Little Duke, are are you thinking of him in terms of evolving as a character over the course of these years? Or is it something where you're trying to keep him a consistent kind of like a rock or a cornerstone or something else, maybe? Well, I think his role changed. You know, he they own a gym. Now, you know, they're running, a, they're running a gym, they're building other fighters. So there is an evolution in his character. And you get to see how he and Mike conduct sort of business in a sense. When John Majors comes in to the business. Right. So um, there's that. And that wasn't the quality that was in any of the other films. And there's a time there's some time lapse, too. So, you know, you put evolution into that time lapse. 
and then you know my character has some development so mm-hmm. but you know you just allow that to be whatever the script dictates for the most part in the character development it's great mental health i mean anybody who watches this film is going to walk away i think thinking about mental health childhood trauma those kinds of things as you think about viewers and the impact you want this film to make what kind of messages do you want this this uh, viewers to carry away from watching this uh, film regarding mental health? Well, regarding mental health, I feel that um, it's a tough thing to to put into perspective for the film because people have traumatic experiences, and this film really is about Adonis. Mm-hmm. Jay May, John Majors, he's the one who you see have the emotional sort of output um, based on the traumatic experience going away, going up, going up the river for a little doing a little doing a little sit down, you know, and now he come back home to a rich, famous, world renowned, old, nostalgic friend. Mm. How you feel about that? Mm. Who's doing what you got him to do that that'd be like you know i'm a fa- i'm famous my friend goes away he comes out now i'm wood harris in the movies <laughs> and he's like damn dog like you start doing this because of me right you know um the life i was supposed to live yeah yeah so so i'm i don't know i think i went off on on your question a little bit but i um as far as mental health i don't know what the impact what i would like though is that brotherliness is examined like between you know friends and 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 uh and black black men particularly like that yes bond of um of a friendship how you deal with people who may have issues i mean it may it may be addressable as far as uh mental health based on how you deal with people not just that you may have it right because you might be at home and your significant other might be going through something based on their tr- you you and the other mains uh Michael B Jordan and Jonathan Majors what's that relationship like i mean you're the corner man in the movie is there a sense in which you're a corner man you know wisdom and kind of, you know what yes yes <laughs> you know it's not a professional relationship you know what i'm saying it's right. it's friends you know it's, it's it's brother it's a brotherhood and john majors is remarkably likable and also remarkably you like you feel like you've known him a long time right like you feel like you know him and he um he's very smart and uh he he's i guess i've been in the game so long that young actors look up to me the way i looked up to cats and it but there's no social media nothing like that right so now I mean, I just love the I love the young actors, man. I really do. I feel like the generation above me, actors older than I am, they didn't really like. They don't. They were more competitive than anything else. I don't think that they were like, oh yeah, man, let's bring Wood Harrison to the fold. Like, nah, yeah. I'm gonna get the roles if you do that because I'm not the type of actor who, you know, I'm not a, a take it easy actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta bring the chops or you're not gonna be in the room with me. You know what I'm saying? So. I think when the older generation of actors, I mean, the ones older than me, I would say like the Denzel sort of age bracket, I guess that's like they're in their 60s and stuff. 
they had a much more competitive spirit about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, I, I love the young cats, bro. I really do. I I like seeing them be like amazing, you know. And it's not always like that. People don't always want to see you be amazing because you know you get something. They might get something that I I didn't get, an Oscar or some kind of accolades that I maybe I didn't get. But I'm not really in it for that. Like I don't need verification. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. I'm not looking for right. validation of who you know the who I who I am. So John Majors is special. So is Mike. Obviously you can see Mike, right? But John right. Majors is new and or newer. And um I always tell him you know, he's like the mysterious guy came out of nowhere. Like if you play basketball, imagine he's that dude showed up to the court, you've never seen him. Gym shoes not all clean and shit. You know, he not he showed up like but ball out. Yeah. But can, but can hoop, but can really go. You dig like so that's that guy. And then he's nostalgic in that sense. Like he's an old world actor, like black and white movies. Like he's really a throwback to like um, something special. And so it's like, we are, we're very blessed and lucky. We, we are, this cast is blessed and lucky. Okay. So it's not always that you're blessed and lucky. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Right. Rare. Yes. I told Mike, Mike was Mike was on people, what was it people or whatever, where they say you're the sexiest man alive? <laughs> I Get think out so. of here with that. <laughs> I said, bro, I know you 15. They try to tell you you're the sexiest man alive, bro. <laughs> but that's my boy, though. You know what I'm saying? So yes. and John went to literally study with my teachers. Mm. When I when I first met John, he told me, you know, he looked up my teachers and not just looked them up, he studied with them. So he studied with the same, and I went to, I went, to, I think John went to Yale or, yeah, he yeah, went to Yale. Yale. He went to mm-hmm. Yale. He went to Yale. I was accepted to Yale. I didn't go to Yale. I went to NYU, but oh, my yeah. teachers taught at Yale and NYU. So my teacher taught me at NYU and then taught him at Yale. That you see what I'm saying? So another full circle moment. Yes, uh, man, totally, bro. When I tell you totally, it's like. Forrest Gump, you know, my life is like, I'm in every photo. I'm like Forrest, Forrest Wood, okay? It's Forrest <laughs> Wood over here, okay? I like it. Because I just know everybody. And and I don't just know them. There's a good high regard for each other. Yeah. You know, I can tell you a million stories, but yeah. Um, getting back to those two guys and just the cast and Ryan Coogler, just, just, just to sum up what we were talking about, because I've gone on tangents, but... Um, Man, they're awesome guys, man. You really feel like they deserve what they get. And I always feel that way. Sometimes you can just see some actor that's like, whatever, he ain't that good, but he get all the roles and stuff like that, right? Yes. But that ain't the case, you know. Um, These two, and Mike is such a hard worker, man. There's nobody. Hmm. There's no, hey, listen, in between movies, the boy gets fat, okay? Show you how much hard work he put in. No, I'm joking. Nah, he'll let it go for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Hard to picture. And, but he can, go to, he can go to, but he can click and be the mm. hardest worker you've mm. ever seen. Yeah. So yeah. that's brains, that's focus, that's cognitive ability, man, able to click it on, on and off. And and um, he's so bright and thoughtful. You know, Mike is very really? bright and thoughtful. So you don't always get those combinations. We take it for granted, you know? One last question for you. Um, it, it has taken all of the discipline I have to, to stay focused on Creed 3 because your catalog, Doc, 
is just amazing. And I want to talk about every one of them. But, you know, I'm thinking in particular of the films that are just beloved among the Black community. I'm talking about Above the Rim, The Wire, the New Edition biopic, oh, right. all of that. Um, is that, I mean, how intentional is it to do these films that are directly addressing the Black community? Or is it for you just like whatever role appeals to you, whoever the audience might be, you're just going after that? I mean, I, you know, it doesn't really work that way. You know, you get you get offers and then um, you choose within the offers you get. You get, And um, I mean, I don't really, I don't know something's going to be a classic. There was no way I could imagine a wire or any of them, remember the Titans or Paid in Full and stuff. I wouldn't imagine them to be classics because, you know, it's like you don't think this interview is going to be necessarily a classic because we're too busy doing it. Right. Right. But then you drop the interview and catch it like, yo, and, you know, and it goes crazy. And you just wouldn't think it. Right. But not right now. Right. But that's kind of how the process is. You know, you're too busy making it to consider what it might be. You know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. got to focus on the moments. Unbelievable. And then I know you're a basketball head. You're working with athletes. Who, who Who's winning on the court? You, Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Major, somebody else. Man, I'm always about me, you know. That's the wrong boy right here, dog. <laughs> I'm not modest like that. But I will say this, though. Mike got game, though. Mike, and, and John's a full-on athlete. John, did you see them on the, um, on the All-Star game? You didn't I see did. them on TNT? They were legit. Yeah, like <laughs> Mike and Hoop, though. Listen, when I tell you Mike and Hoop, Mike can give you 35 a game, bro. Whoa. Mike can okay. hoop hoop. But okay. I'm talking I'm a block his shit. I'm a block his shit. But but Jay May is just a he's just an all-around athlete. Football probably first, but he okay. was just telling us, no, I hoop too. I do it all, right? So you know, everybody think they can you do it all. Say me too, bro. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Hey, man, this has been such an honor and a pleasure. Our listeners are going to love it because they already love you. Much success on this film and the rest of your already legendary career. I hope this is the first of multiple times we get to conversate with you. You're doing a great job, bro. I want to say, you know, this isn't the first time, but I can't see it being the last, man. You're pretty awesome at what you do, bro. Man, I appreciate that. I'm going to take that to everybody I know. (laughs) Be blessed, Doc. Really appreciate your time. Likewise, my man. Peace. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.